Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities region. Kosh listeners, how are you doing? It's been a minute. Uh, I haven't had a chance to to be able to uh, record an episode in a while. Life, Life gets busy and guests get busy. Uh, summer, you know, I got to do a better job at this where uh, I find I figure out where everybody's going to go on vacation. It's it's that time where everybody goes on vacation and or, or people forget that they had things. And then there's weddings and all the other whatnots of summer. Um, so, uh, you know what? We're going to figure this out. But this week, I am super excited, as usual. And you already know, because I have an amazing guest. Um, so without further ado, this week's guest is Dr. Brittany Bell. Uh, Brittany, how you doing? Oh, I am doing good. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm holding in there. Uh, you know, uh, constellation and I haven't shared this with y'all yet, but I'm going to share this with y'all right now is, uh, I got caught by the COVID COVID caught me. And, and beat me up a little bit. And so uh, we are doing a a, uh, a virtual episode this week because I can't be getting people sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing okay. Um, what about you? How's it going? You know, it's it's going good. It's, it's definitely been a busy summer. Um, lots going on. Um, lots going on around me and um, like you said, people are traveling and, um, but I'm still planning. I'm planning and doing things and trying to make a big impact as best as I can in, in the community. Ooh. Most definitely. We need those big impacts. All right. Well, we're going to jump in. So, uh, uh, Dr. Bell, uh, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the cash or, uh, the surrounding Fox cities region? Yeah, so um, as you shared, um, my, my name's Dr. Brittany Bell, and so I'm the Associate Dean for Diversity, Engagement, and Student Leadership at Lawrence University, and so that is my connection to the Fox Cities area, but I've, I've also been involved in some different communities and, and other things um, within the community, and so I, I try my best to stay as connected to Appleton just because of how, how vibrant it is. And um, there's always so much going on that I like to have ties to that area. But then um, I also live, I live near the Green Bay area, though. <laughs> oh, oh, so, all right, I, I feel you. Look, I, you ain't kidding about Appleton. You know what I'm upset about right now? That I am missing Mila Music. I wanted to be part of Mila yeah. Music so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been, I, I was walking through yesterday and it is just amazing. I mean, it's got some amazing performers and people are just so excited to get together and, you know, and, and have a good time. I mean, it's been a long time since we had a chance to gather and, and just enjoy each other's company. So I think that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you can't get out there, but I'm sure there's some video and stuff on Facebook that you could follow. Oh, wait, that video be making me sadder. it's just like oh man um that looks like a good time but i i get it that's how it goes um well 
Where are you, um, if you don't mind me asking, where are you originally from? I am from the great city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. From the mill. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So um, how did you end up in this region? I mean, was it just for the job? Were you up here prior to that role that you currently have? Um, you know, what, what's got you here in the Fox cities and what's keeping you here in the Fox cities? <laughs> so initially I came to the region cause I, I had, um, got a job at St. Norbert. Um, and so we moved to the area many, many years ago. Um, I was just really attracted to the area. I, I love the scenery. I love the mission of the college and, and I, I just really wanted to, you know, see, I'm going to keep saying the words impact, and, and, and I'll bring it all together <laughs> soon, but just wanted to see what impact could I make in this area. And so um, fast forward, um, the opportunity came available at Lawrence, and so I had, had some connections with some students um, through some work I was doing at St. Norbert, and I just saw how amazing they were and how talented they were and just how um, just innovative and, create, you know, just creative and wanted to be a part of all the initiatives and things that they were doing at Lawrence. And so I, I jumped on board and jumped at the opportunity to join the team. So so that's what got me to, to the Fox Cities area. Okay. Yep. I, I totally feel you. And, yeah, you're right. The region is amazing. There's a lot going on. And those Lawrence students ain't no joke. No. <laughs> they are brilliant. <laughs> they are. They, be going, they go hard. <laughs> They do. All right. We are going to jump into the first segment. And the first segment is called What in the World is Going On With? And that is where you start with the phrase, what in the world is going on? And then you you tell us something that's on your mind. So what's going on? Let's see. Well, I guess what in the world is going on with... uh... And I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for this one, but but what in the world is going on with uh um I guess the cases that are going up? <laughs> Bruh, you ain't never lied. <laughs> the cases are going up. It's going crazy right now. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where we know that, and I think that's probably why people are so eager to get together so soon because they don't know what's going to happen. It's this, this unknown of are we really going to get there again? Are we going back to what we had in 2020? Um, hopefully not, but but, but I, I do think that there's this fear, and so people are are running to you know to build community as quickly as they can. I don't think we're going to go back because, I mean, it's different, right? I mean, when the, when it kicked off before, part of the reason that we had to shut it down was we didn't have, like, we didn't have the answers we have now. We didn't have a vaccine at that time. Like, we was really at the will. And now, you know, I think somewhere between uh, the vaccine and, and, P- and everybody having uh, caught it at some point, <laughs> so they, they got maybe a little immunity, uh, I think a lot of people probably have some level of immunity. Uh, I do think we're probably in a better spot. That, uh-huh. That's my thought process. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it builds more resilience than people, too. I also don't think they're going to be able to track this the same way, though. Um, something I was thinking about was, you know, uh, if they did what I kind of did where, um, you know, you, you, you get sick and now you got your home test, so you home test, 
it it turned a positive. You you isolate, right? You ain't necessarily going in and reporting. So they ain't really going to have the number counts the same way because you can isolate and then test again and be like, all right, I'm good. And then you, you get back to doing what you're doing. Um, and you're not necessarily going to a place where there's uh, the, to, to have your test tracked per se. Mm-hmm. So we may mm-hmm. not really know how big this is. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm, I'm guessing that's how it's going to be from this point forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I agree with you in that what in the world is going on with. All right. <laughs> My uh, what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with my burrito spot being gone at the farmer's market. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all now. Kosh listeners, you know, I didn't talk to y'all multiple times about this amazing burrito that's sitting down here in the Oshkosh Farmer's Market. And they got a stand that's sitting right in front of the New Moon Coffee Cafe. And ever since... Ever since the farmer market has kicked off here in Oshkosh, I've been going every week religiously and going and grabbing two burritos, one for me and one for the wife. And then I went last week and guess what? The burrito man was gone. And I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe somebody got sick, something wrong. But you know what? My wife, I couldn't go this week because I'm isolating, but, but the wife went. And he's still not there. Now, I'm going to tell you, the reason this worries me is because last year, the burrito man quit showing up right around at this time. And I don't know what happened to him. You know, I'm sure he's got other engagements or whatever he's got to do. But this is so wrong because this is my Saturday happiness. This is what kicks Saturday off the right way is this amazing street burrito from the farmer's market. So, Cash listeners out there, if y'all know, help help me out. I need to know where the burritos went. And if if you can get a message to Mr. Burrito Man and his family, can you please show up before the end of the season so I can get one more burrito? That's all I'm asking for. I ain't asking for a whole lot now. Now, you find that burrito, you're going to have to bring me one, too, because I, I have to taste it now. Oh, yeah. Look, this burrito is serious. And you know what makes the burrito? It's right because they put in the right amount, and it's a steak burrito. And it's packed, and then they got the sauce. It's the sauce that do it. The sauce sets it right, and so they put the sauce in the burrito, right, because you can order it hot or not hot. And I definitely like things that make the little bead of sweat show up on your forehead. That's how I like my burrito. And so then uh, I get another container of the hot sauce, and then I I pour some in the burrito after every bite. And let me just tell you, this is happiness. Just sweating and eating, sweating and eating. This is happiness. Kosh, listen, I want you all to know uh, that uh, Dr. Bell right now is looking at me like I'm crazy talking about these burritos. I just want to keep it 100 with you all. She's giving me this look like, I got like you got problems. No, these burritos are that good. I'm just trying to tell you. I, I, you haven't sold me yet, but but like I said, when you find it, uh, when, I, when I find it, I'm gonna hook you up. Okay. That, that, that's that's where we at. Okay, we are on to segment number two. Segment number two is word association. This is where I say a word and you tell me what what's on your mind. And so we always kick it off with one word, and that is food. 
I'm going to have to say Cozy Corner Express. I haven't made it down there yet, but every time I think about it, I think about fish, a fish, like some, some catfish or something. I know they I know they have to have it on their menu. <laughs> so I have to get myself down to the, to the mall, uh, the Fox River Mall, so I can try out Cozy Corner Express. But that's what comes to mind when I think about food. Ooh, that's fair. You know, Cozy is like, uh, that is definitely one of the places I frequently fly. It's a favorite. I'm I'm sure the Express is going to hold up the tradition and quality that the uh, original Cozy does. Uh, you know, every Friday, almost every Friday, I try to go there and that's my lunch spot. I try to hunker down and have me a nice little two-piece catfish lunch, and it's on point. We need to do that, Dr. Bell. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, we can make that happen. All right, next words, cocktail slash beer. I'm going to have to bring it home. And uh, for those of you who don't know about the Viking Room, the Viking Room is on our campus. So that's what I think about when I think of beer because we have our own campus bar. Ooh, for real? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's called the Viking Room. Okay. Yeah, they, they call it ER for short. But it's right It's right in Memorial Hall um, on the lower level. Do you? This uh, in town. Do you have a favorite? Do you prefer cocktail or beer? I don't. I don't have a. Oh, that sounds like uh, Timber. I don't really even uh, indulge. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounded like, Bruh. Uh, okay, fair enough. But what, what's your favorite? Oh well, look, I, I got one one simple drink, and it ain't complex. It's uh, I like seltzer, and it's typically Grey Goose and seltzer. But I'm not going to lie, I have moved over to Tito's. Okay. And not that, you know, and, and I've I've done Great Goose for years, years and years and years. But something, at a, Tito's is a little easier. And sometimes Tito's, they might have a Tito's special. You know what they never have? They don't never have a Great Goose special. <laughs> there is there's never a special for Great Goose. It's never like, oh. Great Goose, you got these for five dollars, uh, whatever. No, not Great Goose, but Tito's. Sometimes you can roll, and they they might have a, a special going on with Tito. So, right for right mm-hmm. now, I've, I've moved over. Okay. Um, streaming. I'm gonna have to go back to Netflix for that one. <laughs> what are you watching right now? Uh, see, I'm more of a like I like to watch the new releases. Um, I've been watching a lot of sitcoms and stuff, so I watch like the Law and Order series, um, the SVU. I watch um, like FBI, um, Chicago, like all the Chicago, like uh, the Chicago Med, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, <laughs> all of that stuff. So that's that's usually oh, you like all of the police crime grime. <laughs> yep. I do. That's some serious stuff, bro. SUV be messing me up because they some of them cases. A some of them cases is a little too close to home, <laughs> and uh, some of that stuff is just wild. And I'm like, ooh, that that. Yeah. that I don't even know if someone should be able to use their imagination to come up with some of that stuff. I'm I'm convinced they, that some of that stuff is like news. And then they like redo it, you know, and I think they say that on the message before you step, you know, before the start of the show, but 
it's always funny, like a big incident to come out, and then two months later, you'll see a show that's similar to what just happened. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely some SVUs that are, you know, they are they are modeled off of things that were in the news, big stories. And, and yeah, yeah, they do a good job, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. When I If I'm flicking through and I don't know what else to watch, I will land on SVU because they never disappoint. Mm-hmm. Shop local. Okay, so I haven't, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking Oshkosh now, and I think that my students have told me about this spot, but it's a cookie spot that I keep thinking about. Ins- Do you know what this Insomnia co- Cookies. There you go. Yes, that's what I'm thinking about. I just couldn't think of the name, but I know it's there. It's in Oshkosh, right? Yep, it's close to campus. It's uh, definitely a student favorite. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've had my fair share of insomnia cookies. Them things are, uh, they are yummy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you credit there, Dr. Bell, simply because, you know what? I, you know, normally I'm interviewing people who are like, uh, cemented into the community, and this didn't, but this is the first time someone has brought up insomnia cookies, and that is a really good mention. So, hey, I like that. That's good kudos. And their cookies are good. You you need to check mm-hmm. them out if you get a chance. I, I've had them in New York, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to have them in Oshkosh. But I'm gonna have to ride down there and see. Okay, that's fair. Um, diversity. Well, <laughs> I I don't know. That's a good one because I think about a lot of different things. Um, we got time, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> bruh. But I I'm gonna say I think about the diversity that um, where we where we hope to strive to be. So I don't think about one one particular thing because I feel like Appleton is is really trying to strive to be um, more community oriented and more like you know welcoming in a sense to to all so so that's that's what i think about when i think about diversity i think about appleton and i'm sure oshkosh is probably doing the same thing um in its efforts of trying to build diversity equity and inclusion uh oshkosh definitely is um they starting to put in work uh they have a council uh, they they have a, a a group a city council like one of the sub subcommittees uh diversity subcommittee and uh they're they're starting to do work for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a co- I have a colleague that does some um that's one of you know that's, that's really deep deeply involved in Oshkosh and shares so many different initiatives that have you know started. Yeah, yeah there's uh there's definitely change coming uh, things they are working on, uh, but you know um, the big difference I would say is, is like uh, you know Appleton's been at it for a really really long time. You know, they got mm-hmm. 20 plus years uh, focused on it in the initiatives and the organizations and such. And uh, Milwaukee or uh, Oshkosh has really ju- uh, started to put its focus on it probably within the last th- three, four years. Um, not to discredit Oshkosh fit. Or, or fit Oshkosh that used to exist because uh, uh, mm-hmm. Tracy Robinson definitely was trying to make some things happen, um, but I but I feel like uh, right now there's that focus has probably been last three to four years. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just a difference in where we're at course compared to how long the work has been getting done Mm -hmm. all right community i'm gonna have to go back to the events that's what comes to mind because i feel like the fox cities does a really good job of the events that are hosted because it brings together the community the community so for example you mentioned mile music earlier I think examples of that, like events and things like that, are examples of how the city and the area is bringing together community. What's the what's your favorite community event? I like I do like the farmers market. Um, I also like. Um, I mean, I. I would like to go to, I had plans to go to Milo Music because I mean like everywhere I go, everybody's talking about it, but I just haven't, I just haven't gotten there yet. So I plan to go there before the week is over. So I mean like, I think that's one of the big events too that I like because it's so many things to do, so many different types of music and I think it's something for everyone. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm so sad about Milo Music and I just, I didn't really, it's very funny. Like, it's huge. I didn't actually understand how big it was until I got to actually see it last year. And so this year, I I went into it. Last year, I was overwhelmed by it because it was just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And then this year, I was like, oh, man, I got a game plan. So I had my game plan all together. I went and downloaded the app and stuff. And I was like, all right, all right, I got this. I went and looked up some artists and you know, venues and then boom, I got beat up. And so, <laughs> um, I, but the, what I was really trying to say was, is like, you know, it's amazing how like I've lived in Oshkosh for a really, really long time. And I really never knew about mile of music and like something that big was like, you know, right in Appleton and to even know to, I should have been paying a lot of attention to it for all these years because it's, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we are moving on to the next segment, and the next segment is the Kosh Hidden Gems. Um, and this doesn't have to be directly uh, directed at the Kosh, but um, what that is is an opportunity to share something in the community uh that you think uh, either people don't know about or maybe they know about it, but they don't know something special about it. Um, what is your gym? I'm going to say the Fox, Fox River Mall. And I know you're probably like, well, wow, <laughs> the mall. <laughs> I, I'm saying it's because of the size of the mall. I mean, like, you know, like a person coming from Milwaukee, I know the variety of malls that are in Milwaukee and then, Green Bay area has that one smaller mall. But then when you think about the Fox River Mall, it's just really a, it has really good offerings in there. And it's, you know, such a big place that I think people don't really appreciate the, the fact that it's, um, it has so much to offer. And I mean, like, even over the past year or so, the businesses that have um, been added to that space, too, I mean, it's just, it's kind of similar to what I said about the mile of music. It's, it's a lot in there and it, it's, it's a good place to go when you need to just take care of everything. You can go get your hair cut, 
picture, you know, like uh, nails, uh, other beauty stuff done, go get some clothes, food. I mean, it's just so much in there. I ain't gonna lie. I haven't been in there in ages. <laughs> like, at all. Okay, so the Fox River Mall. You know what? I think like the Fox River Mall might be like the largest outside of the Mall of America. It might be the largest mall in the U.S. It is, yeah. And I've looked at it several times to try to to, to confirm that, but I know it's it's a pretty large mall. Yes, and that's crazy that that's right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that definitely a hidden gem. Yep. So, so, what's your favorite thing in the mall? I, you know, I'm like a. I felt like you might have gave us some clues. <laughs> <laughs> you might have gave us some clues. I mean, I, right. I drive up a few things. Food, definitely. And then um, I have a, I think Exquisite is in there. So I always go there for my eyebrows. Um, so, you know, like I love places that where I can be in and out. Like I just love good customer service. So anytime I can go to a place and handle what I need to and, and just, you know, go in and out just because I have so many other things to do. I keep going, so so those are the two spots. All right, so I'm gonna ask this question because I, I'm I'm fully ignorant on it. Like eyebrows don't seem like something that can be done quickly. Mm-hmm. They can't. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Okay. In and out. Wow. I didn't see to me. It, it just seems like they, that it'd be complex. Like to me, getting an eyebrow shaped up is on the equivalent of like sitting down in a barber's chair and you already know that takes a minute. Takes a minute. They don't talking. <laughs> Ain't no talking in the, in the eyebrow chair. No talking. They, they put you back in the chair, sit you back and then they start threatening. And I mean, it's a very painful process, but it, you, it's a fresh one too. I mean, you look really fresh when it's done and it, it lasts for a long time. Okay. All right. Cash listeners, we learned something today. <laughs> Bruh. All right. Um, what's the Fox City's need? That's a really good question. I'm going to say something fun. I don't think there's enough fun things to do. Mm. Um places that are there are, are probably for like younger, you know, way younger kids. Um, but I think people love things that they can just do for fun. And I don't know if there's enough of that in the area. I mean, like, let, let me back up a bit. Cause I know like you got the theaters and you have the, uh, you know, musical stuff, but I'm talking about like leisure fun, <laughs> like actually go and, and do something like where it becomes an attraction that people come to because it's just ha- it just has that. You know, uh, you don't you don't be uh, axe throwing. That ain't that ain't you. No, I haven't tried uh, the axe throwing. I feel like the urban uh, air place too, but you know that's still for young people. I'm talking about adults. <laughs> what you mean the axe throwing is for adults? You know that the axe throwing <laughs> championships. Uh, are coming to Appleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds uh, so dangerous. I'm, I'm sure it's fun. It, it's, I mean, it sounds fun, but I can just see myself doing something with the accent. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you. You should give it a shot. I've gone a couple of times. It's a good time. It's a very I'm good gonna time, actually. 
All right, but I agree with you. I think more things, more fun things to do. I think that's a really good point. I usually say that for the kids. I don't think there's enough kid-focused um, things, but that's particularly to the Kosh um, that I'm usually stating that about. Like, I think, uh, you know, particularly that teenage age, I think that's a tough space to entertain um, and that there needs to be more more things geared towards towards that demographic. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on to the next segment. And the next segment is called the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. And uh, what the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner is, is your opportunity to nominate somebody to the Naughty or the Heroes Corner. Um, and then you share why. So, what are you thinking? You know, I, I had just seen this person recently, and I didn't get a chance to say hi just because they were um, they were passing. They were passing, and I I would say like um, for those of you who know, and this this person is very much a, a very popular and well known person in the community. But I, I say Dr. Kimberly Beard, mm-hmm. um, and I bring her up because she made such a a difference in the community, um, both as personally but professionally. In her role when she was at Lawrence, she was doing so many unique things. She did so many great things for the students and faculty and staff. So many efforts that she brought forward. Um, and she was just doing this all, you know, like she was building it. You know, she was building these things um, because, they, you know, they were, they didn't, um, I'm not going to say they didn't exist, but they, you know, like she was like building um, the division at that point. And then when she, when you think about the work that she did in the community, there was just so much she was doing in the community too. So someone that people don't talk about a whole, I mean like now, cause she's, she's retired and stuff, but I'm sure she's still out there making an impact and doing big things in the community. So. She definitely is. Um, I've definitely had an opportunity to catch up with Dr. Barrett myself a few times and uh, catch some wisdom and hopefully lay the foundation for some future partnerships. So, uh, agreed. That's a really good one. Okay. Now, it is time for, well, yeah, Kosh listeners, you already know what's about to go down. That makes me happy every time I do that. You already know that means that it is time for the topic of the week. The topic of the week is always um, picked by the guest. So this week's topic of the week is. Impact. Uh, impact. Okay. Yep. Dr. Bell, go ahead. What it, What about impact? So I really have been like every time that, I've been asked the question, where, do, you know, where in life um, do I see myself or what is my ultimate goal in life? And, and one thing I, I often say is my goal is to make a big impact. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, no matter what situation I'm in, I want to make an impact. And so I want, I, I definitely want um, anyone listening to think about that. Like, as you think about life, as you think about where you are currently, um, how do you make an impact? You know, what does that look like? 
And so, yeah, I want to talk about that. Okay. So how does one make an impact or how does one find maybe what they want to make an impact in? I think we minimize the word impact because I mean, like even thinking as, as, um, as unique as someone who is working in a food place and they're, you know, like maybe checking out a person, they may often think I can't make an impact, but it's that one interaction that you have. Um, as you may have mentioned earlier, when I said, when I have good customer service, I tend to go back. That's an impact. It's not, you know, like it's not out there, um, maybe feeding, um, those who are homeless or doing something like that, but it's still providing exceptional service to someone. And so that's making an impact in the business sector. And that's, you know, making someone's day or, or, you know, or, or fulfilling a purpose. Right. So, um, I think that it's one of those things that because people don't think about it, it's probably just not an everyday occurrence. You know, it's not, it's not something just waking up to say, Oh, you know, how am I making an impact? But but I think, you know, as as those of you who are listening, like I said, start to think about that. How can I make an impact today? I feel like what you're really saying is like um no matter how big or small, there's no insignificant impacts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. I, and I, like I said, um, I want to, I go every day and I'm like, you know, is this person, what if, you know, if I see a person not smiling, it's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on in your life? You know, just taking that extra effort just to say hi to a person or, um, or trying to figure out how can I join some, some committee or, or be a part of some initiative, um, just so that I can make an impact. It's, it's something I want to just continue to do. And I mean, it's not easy, but but it's definitely worth it. <laughs> it's worth it because you see the smile on people's faces. You see the, you know, the outcome of what actually comes about it. And that's, you know, that's super rewarding. Is that what's on your, is, is that something that's on your mind? Like when you first start today um, is... What impact can I have? It's sometimes I'll be honest. You say you say you want to be authentic, so I'll be honest. Not every day, um, but when I am intentional about my day, it is. Um, I have to actually get up and make that effort and say that, versus me just getting up and it just pops up on my head. I have to I have to remind myself, you know, leave notes for myself and um, and just continue to you know repeat that like. What impact can I make? What impact can I make? Because, you know, the reality is not every day is going to be a good day. You know, you can't always, um, you could plan out your day and it may not turn out the way you planned it. So I have to remind myself. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll try to set up things to know that, hey, what, what can I do? What can I do differently so that I can continue to stay on that path? Well, you're in a unique scenario because you work in um, higher ed and you get to work with young people. Um, our up and coming young people, uh, future professionals. How do you, how do you help them make impact, or how do you help them understand the importance 
of making an impact. You know, I appreciate what you said initially. You talked about the authenticness um, and I think being true to yourself and who who you are and not letting that, you know, not letting the world change you from who you are. And so I, I remind people all the time, the, the individuals that I work with, like, remember what you came here for. Remember that you have a purpose and you have, um, you're trying to make an impact in this world. And so you have to remember what are the steps you need to take to get there. And so trying to help them align what they're doing so that they can make that impact that they intended to do is what I, you know, what I'm doing with students. I'm like, Hey, so let's talk, let's talk through this. Let's talk about this. And and how can we, um, you know, work through what didn't work out so that it can work out. But, but the reality is, um, impact isn't always fast. (laughs) You know, like we, we look at things like, you know, in the world now we can, we can go online and order something and next day it might ship, (laughs) Uh, you know, and it's in our hands or we can go to the fast food restaurants and order food and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's right in front of us. That's not always how impact works. Impact doesn't always happen, you know, at least the bigger ones. It doesn't always happen overnight. And so being patient and and willing to, you know, stay persistent and and go through what it is so that you can get to that that greater outcome and, and, and really see that, you know, that big impact happen. Can you share someone who's made an impact that had an influence on you and why? Yeah. So I always go back to many different people um, during my college time. And there was this one, one person who kind of got me into the student affairs path that I'm in. And I remember um, she was, she at the time was a Dean of students. And I remember at that time, we were all students, and she, you know, we'd go to her constantly for support, and, you know, and and, um, and all the other things, but I remember it was this one year that her year, I mean, like, she was getting hit with everything. I mean, it was students fell in, it was conduct issues, and then all of a sudden, we had this massive, um, we had the student death on campus, and in that moment, like, she, I mean, she, like I said, it was, everything was hitting her all at once. Bruh. And I, I would have, you know, like in that moment, as a like as she, like I think back to myself, like if I had that moment, I don't know exactly what I would have done, but she stayed so strong during that moment. And she, and I, I often tell her this, I'm like, you didn't realize how much an impact you made on us as students, that we saw you get through it. We saw you stay so um, resilient, but we also saw that you were able to make an impact on all of us as students and and that's why we stayed on the path and we made it through and succeeded. But it's like, um, I always use her, her story because she went from being a Dean of students to a vice president. And then now she's, she's been a president of a college for many, many years. But, um, I look back to her story because in that moment she could have easily given up, but she didn't, you know, and she stayed, she stayed firm on her journey. She, and then she brought some of us with her. You know, she she brought us with her and she, you know, she supported us and, and, and kind of guided us through so that we can also, you know, accomplish our dreams as well. So, so yeah, kudos to her. 
Okay. What have you had any recent, um, I'm going to call it victories. Have you had any recent victories where you really are pleased with the impact that you are able to make? Matter of fact, is there any where you didn't maybe realize the level of impact that you are actually having? Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, so about, I want to say three and a half years ago, I went on this journey to give back to, and I think I mentioned this earlier about the, you know, feeding those who are homeless. I went out and was like, you know what, I want to, I want to help start a program and um, try to have an initiative where we can make apparel so that we can give back. And so uh, right before COVID hit, um, I had started to develop different designs and things and um, had partnered with a local nonprofit and said, you know, like, Hey, we can, you know, we can raise money to help um, give back for some of your programs and things and, you know, and support some of the things that you're doing. And they were like, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll see how this goes. And so um, not at that time, I didn't realize how much of an impact we were going to make, but um I started developing these cl- this clothing and then I started to design and, you know, and people started to feel the impact not only through wearing it, but then they were also feeling the impact because they were donating and we were able to give back to the organization. And so in that year alone, we ended up raising uh, about $3,000. And that was just in a couple months, you know, that was in that little month span that we had done the, done the fundraiser. Um, but even this year, so we've kind of changed it a little bit, but even this year I'm revisiting and now doing some, um, I'm looking at working with another nonprofit that because of that impact, they want to jump on board now. And so I'm still working with that other nonprofit, but now another nonprofit was like, hey, I remember what you did for that, you know, that ministry, uh, it, was, it was a shelter, but they've changed their name now. But um, they were like, uh, what you did for that that shelter, and we want to, you know, work with you for through this place and um to see what you know, like what we can do here too. So, so I never knew at that time it was going to make such a big impact. But that one organization that was impacted now will will eventually probably spread to more organizations too. Okay. Is there anything that you are currently working on that has? community impact that you would like to share with the Kosh listeners and say, Hey, you know, this is something you might want to get involved in, or we could use your help. I want to bring that back to the MLK day. Um, I think that that's a, and I know I, I kind of switch gears here a little bit, but I do think that MLK day is one of those things that it will continue to grow and it will always make an impact in the community but we need people you know we, we need people to continue to make that uh the big event that it is and so that happens um this upcoming mlk day which is in january of 2023 um and so on that day we typically do a big celebration um in the evening in the lawrence university chapel and i am um putting out 
and hoping that uh, the Kosh listeners join the effort and, you know, and, and, and attend and, and participate that day. Let me just, uh, let me, let me give the, let me fill in some of the backstory there is, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Bell here is the chair of the MLK Day Committee. And um, we need people to volunteer and help participate to make a great, um, make a great event. And what's so cool about it in particular is MLK Day is the day of service. So it is about giving back to the community. And I have a lot of conversations with different people. And one of the biggest things that people always are like is, you know, I want to get involved. I don't know how to get involved or I don't know where to get involved. Um, And let me just say, this is low hanging fruit. This is low hanging fruit. Um, And it's such, it's such a wonderful event. It's um, and it brings, it just really connects with the community. It celebrates people, all people. Um, I had the opportunity to be part of it last year and uh, be on Dr. Bell's team. And um, it's impressive. It is really impressive. So I, I'm just going to go on out there and uh, give these flowers for a second and say, uh, yeah. Um, so we will have um, in the podcast notes, we will have some contact info for where to reach out if you would like to get involved in the um MLK Day event in Appleton. All right. Okay. Anything else, Dr. Bell, you would like to throw in about impact? Yeah. I, I'm just going to finish off again by saying that um, we've shared, or I've shared several different ways how you can make an impact. And I think that um, the more and more we all come together and continue making a difference and um, and striving to be a better place, I think we'll continue to make that impact. So um, keep keep going. Don't give up. Um, and, and continue striving for greatness. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Feeling that. We are going to take, all right. Well, you know what time of the show it is now, Kosh listeners. We are winding down. And uh, once again, we appreciate you uh, for tuning in and giving us this time. Uh, Once again, we are a work in progress. We are always trying to get better. We're always trying to do better. So please, please, please reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you want to be a guest. Let us know if you got a question. You can reach out to us at ask thekosh at gmail.com once again that is askthekosh at gmail.com you can also feel free to um, call us because we do got a phone number Uh, you can leave us your shout outs leave us questions leave us whatever you would like that is 920-385-9298 once again that is 920-385-9298 and as you know, my last thing that I always like to wind with, wind up with is, you know, we got Kosh gear. And once again, I'm still saying a Kosh t-shirt or, or the Kosh hat is the hottest farmer's market gear there is. Simply because there is nothing more local than something that says the Kosh. Seriously, 
think about it. And I will also say that some of the people who have bought bought some and have gone out into the community, they are always amazed at the people that engage them because of it. So thank you listeners who have gotten Kosh gear and thank you those um, who've engaged those who've had it on. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Okay, so uh, Dr. Bell, you may not know this, but this is my uh, what's coming up next is my favorite part of the show. And let me help you with that. It is shout out time. This is your opportunity to shout out whoever, whenever, however you want to. So shout out time. What you got? Oh, goodness. Shout out. <laughs> yes. Shout outs are important. Oh, my. So I guess I'm a shout out. Um, my. Um, I don't know. My team at, at Lawrence, uh, Jessica, Aaron, and um, and then I got a couple new faces coming on. But uh, I got to put Michael and um, and the whole whole other posse team as well. So shout them out. And then um, of course all my students at Lawrence. I, I think they're just amazing. Um, my family here, where where I'm at. Uh, shout out to them. I am not a shout out person, so this is this is you got me, you got me. Well, hey, look, this is a this is a community based show, and uh, you got to yeah. be able to give people flowers. That's super important. That, you are absolutely right. So, why are you saying that? Let me let me shout out the MLK committee as well. Um, all the work that they do, and and how they continue to make um, the event that is coming up such an amazing one for our community. So, shout out to all of them. They know who they are. Okay. All right, love it. All right, my shout outs for this week. And it's been a minute, so I'm going to miss all sorts of good shout outs for the last couple of weeks for not being around, but I'm going to say this much. I want to give a shout out to my fraternity brothers, Will and Demond, for stopping through in the cash and having a good night out. All I can say is not as young as I used to be. Can't hang all night no more. That's where we at with that. So, but it was good. Y'all stopped through, said hello, had a great night with them. Um, want to give a shout out to everybody who's checked up on me while I've been down and out with the vid. That's right. The COVID. And, uh, I've had a lot of good people reach out and make sure I'm doing okay. And I'm doing okay. So I appreciate all of y'all for doing that. Shout out to Jennifer Scosassi, former guest here on the cash. Um, uh, you know what's up. You you are hilarious. We were just uh, shooting back a couple of texts about roundabouts. That's what's up. <laughs> I'd like to send a shout out to Judge uh, Keeperline. Um, congratulations on your investiture. Um, we're going to catch up soon, so we'll, we'll holla. Um, shout out to Karen Schneider. Um, shout out to Area 509. Um, that is the Caribbean joint. Uh, they have a food truck that pops up here at the Oshkosh uh, Farmer's Market, and they also got a restaurant in Appleton. Uh, their jerk is amazing. Um, big shout out to them because uh, we they, they are open, open for business, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, yeah. That is my shout outs for this week. Oh, well, I always got to give a shout out to the wife for once again, letting me disrupt her life by recording this podcast. That's always the shout out. Okay. So we are at the very end of the show. And the last thing 
that we end with is, and you got a choice here, Dr. Bell. You can either give parting words of wisdom, A. B, you could share what would yourself today tell your 12-year-old self? Or C, all of the above. How we going? How we going to wrap it up? Well, I think I gave parting words when I did the impact. So I'm gonna do the 12 year old self because I think that was hilarious. Okay, let's do it. So, what would I tell my 12 year old self? So, <laughs> the funny thing about that is I have a 12 year old, so I think this one should be easy for me. I tell my 12 year old self to um, try something new, um, clean up your room. um and then um you know get involved in something like when i say try something new i'm talking about like could um do some do something fun and and try to you know do some um i always tell my my daughter like this is the time when you start learning crafts and things and all different stuff because by the time you become 18 and you can you can have a business you know, I'm teaching them to be entrepreneurs because um, we're entrepreneurs. And so I like to try to put those skill set, you know, that skill set into them. And so I would tell my eight-year-olds, I mean, my 12-year-old self that um, starts now so that by the time I'm older, I could already have that stuff uh, matured and, you know, like and in, in, um, well-grown so that it can be something uh, and blossom into something greater. All right, I like it. What you think? She's shaking her head. The cash listeners can't hear that one, Dr. Bell. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) The cash. 